Hi, this is Selena um, from Being Perfectly Imperfect recording episode nine. Um, and today I'm going to talk about um, Vipassana meditation. So last year I met a lady um, at spin class and she um, started to- we started talking uh, and she introduced started talking about Vipassana and obviously um, I asked her what Vipassana was and um, she explained that it's um, a 10-day meditation retreat which is free. Um, the main centre for the UK is in Hereford. Um, the main, where it comes from um, is India. So it's a form of Buddhism and Buddhism is a way of life, um, not a religion. So it's about being kind to yourself, being kind to other people. Um, so I thought, you know what, I'm going to, I can do that. So um I signed up online. You just go to Vipassana uh, Meditation. Just type in Vipassana and it'll come up if anybody's interested in going, want to tell you about um, what happens. So um, I signed up online. Um, then you go through the um, interview process, like application form. Um, not everybody passes, um, but nine times out of ten, if you are new, you get in. So anyway, I got in, I introduced it to my brother, who um, is quite spiritual himself. Um, So we both got in, um, we both went down and we went down by coach. I think, yeah, by coach, it cost us £36 there and back, I think, or 36 there and 36 back. Uh, And we was very, very excited, Um, didn't know what to expect, um... But very excited, nonetheless, we got to um, to Gloucester, I think. You get to Birmingham, then you go to Gloucester. Mm-hmm. And um, then when you get to Gloucester, you get to, the, yeah, Gloucester Town Centre. And then it takes you to um, a coach, picks you up from Vipassana, takes you to the meditate. Oh, it was amazing. Um, so you get there, you sign in. Um, I was fortunate enough to have my own um, room, which was amazing. Uh, and the first day, you, you know, obviously you don't know what to expect. So you just like, so the first day you get introduced to the hall, get told what's going to happen, blah, 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 but you're still not prepared for what's coming next. So the first day um, you sat there, you've got to get yourself comfortable on a seat. Now, I can't cross my legs. And when I meditate, I don't cross my legs. But here, you have to cross your legs and you have to sit up with your back straight. Um, so the first day, it was all right. Um, and then, the you know, halfway through the second day, it started to hurt. And that's when um, you can see everybody else around the room starting to um, build their seat so I started off with one cushion and one floor square floor mat and uh, then eventually I had um, six cushion three cushions to sit on two no six cushions to sit on so they were like in a square but there was a gap in between these rectangle cushions so that my bum cheeks could sit in between because honestly you sat there for 11 hours a day. So here's the routine. 
you the gong goes at four in the morning the first sitting is at half past four so um for the first few days everybody has to be in the hall for half past four um so from half past four till half past six um no, from half past four till 10 to six, it's silent meditation. Then the teachers come in the room from 10 to six till half past six, and then it's chanting. So that's not you chanting, that's just you listening to um, um, Guacamac um, chanting. Then the gong goes to half past six. So breakfast then is from half past six till um, eight, eight o'clock. Uh, but you don't go back in the hall until half past eight. Um, I think if I've got that right. Um, so then you have breakfast, then you have um, a little bit of time. And then at half past eight, you go back into the meditation hall till 11 o'clock. Well, you're given some instructions. So those instructions might be um, new students, you stay in and meditate. Old students can go back to your room or new students, you can go back to your room. Old students, you have to sit here and meditate. The first few days I went back to my room when it said new students, you can go back to your room. But I, I found it really, really hard to concentrate and I found it really, really hard to meditate. So what I did then was is that I always stayed in the room. Um, and you know, it wasn't, it wasn't easy. So you get to 11 o'clock, then 11 till one is dinner. So it's, um, vegetarian, well, vegan, vegan stroke vegetarian. They do serve cheese, um, and they do serve milk, but it's more geared towards vegans and vegetarians. There is no meat and the food is absolutely nice. Since then, I have been um, vegan stroke vegetarian. Um, before my operation, I was more vegan than I was vegetarian. Um, I'm now um, vegan vegetarian. More vegan when I'm traveling, I do sometimes, well, sometimes eat fish, tuna sandwiches and or cheese sandwiches or egg sandwiches. But when I'm at home, I am vegan. I eat soy and everything and coconut milk. Um, the only thing I don't eat is corn or tofu. Um, so then it gets to one o'clock. The gong goes again. You go, everybody goes back into the hall. Um, and then it's just straight meditation then, you know, till half past, till five o'clock, which is um, tea. So for tea, um, it's just fruit and lemon water, well, just fruit for new students. That's two pieces of fruit for new students. Old students, it's just lemon water. And that's all you have then um, until half past six the next morning. So then the gong goes again at six o'clock. Everybody's into the hall. Um, you have a discourse, so you listen to... Um, you listen to the teacher speak about... Um, about what you're going through through the night. So it's a 10-day discourse. So every single night between seven and eight, you have this discourse. And then um, at half past eight, at eight o'clock, you have a break. Then you go back in for last meditation and that's it. It's not the easiest thing to do because, you know, you sat there, your back's hurting. You know, the first three days, first three, first three days, three, four, five, First three, four, five days, um, 
you know, you, you're clearing your mind. Your mind is clearing from all outside activities. You know, day five, you start to think about, um, you start then to think about what's going on, um, what's going on in your world, where you are now, what matters to you, what the most important things to you. Um, it's the most amazing feeling. And, you know, if you get the opportunity to send, to spend 10 days, that's the best gift you could ever give to yourself is to go there and sit there. It's not easy. People walked out, people were leaving left, right and centre. They couldn't cope. But I truly believe they were people that um, smoked because you can't smoke there and you can't drink and you can't. So they smoking is um, a really, really bad addiction. And, you know, it's not to be taken lightly. So you can't do any of that there. So those people smoke, smoked and they left. Um, so by day eight, um, I was literally, honestly, I was I was hearing the vibration of the room and it kind of was going like. It was amazing. It was the most amazing feeling. And I was getting to the stage where um, I would be I was able to sit there for an hour and meditate without even thinking about it, without looking at the clock, thinking, fucking hell, what time is it? I wish this would hurry up. Um, it was the most liberating thing. And then obviously you get to day 10 now and um, they're, they're, they're saying to you, right, okay, um, you're allowed to speak. You've still got a day left, but you're allowed to speak on this particular day. You broke, it's finished now, it's over, but you still got one day left. And honest to God, day nine, I'm thinking, I don't want to fucking speak. I don't want to talk to anyone. I don't really want to talk to anyone. I just want to, um, all I want to do is sit here in my own head and meditate. I don't want to talk to anyone. And it gets to that and everybody's kind of looking at each other when, when the um, silence is broke. And it's kind of like a fucking euphoria. You've just sat there 10 days straight and not spoke a word. But what it did prove to me is, and I've said this in um, a few podcasts earlier, was that um, speech... Um, you you shouldn't be making eye contact. You shouldn't be making eye contact. However, um, some people did. I did myself, you know, and you can you can have a conversation with someone with just eyes alone. You can have a conversation with just eyes alone. What I didn't, what didn't happen for me is I didn't spend any time crying. And a lot of people, all of their stuff came up and they were crying and stuff like that. However, um, I've been back and I have um, volunteered twice, once in Stone Market and once in Ireland. Um, I've volunteered twice. And since then, a lot of my stuff has shifted. A lot of my crying has been going on. All of that stuff is coming up for me like you wouldn't believe. Honestly, I literally, I didn't realise that I could cry so much for so many years. I haven't cried for so, so, so many years. I never cried and never had a tear in my eye. When people got emotional, I'd be like, is there something fucking wrong with her? Honestly, you know, looking back, I think, fucking hell, you must have been sick, girl, because I never, ever, ever, ever cried. Not even when I was due on, never, ever cried. Now, when I'm due on, I'm like... <laughs> The world fucking hates me. 
<laughs> Everybody's against me. Proper fucking full on emotional. I don't get it. So anyway, so you you finish it. It's the most liberating thing in the world. You finished. You've just sat there for fucking 10 days straight. Me and my brother were just like, I mean, because... I mean, um, Jitem, I keep saying to my daughter, Jitem, you need to go, you need to go, you need to go because this girl is, mm -hmm. if I ever thought I was spiritual, this girl is fucking psychic. She can read people more than me. She would be able to turn around and say, don't trust her, don't like her, don't like her. I can see you. She is that girl. Um, I'd like her to go. She wants to do it with me. But for me, I just think that I would literally be constantly looking over thinking, is she all right? If she had her moment, um, because she's definitely been here before. She's so old, like, and wise. It's, it's, it's unreal. Um, if she has her moment, then as a mother, you would naturally want to get up and go and see if she's all right. And there is no human contact. So that wouldn't be for me to do. Um, I think that she should do it on her own. She doesn't want to. She wants to do it with me. So uh, I'm not sure um, that's going to happen because I think that it's um, it's something that you have to experience on your own. So, yeah, anyway, so you finished it now and everybody's kind of like, um, well, you're still not allowed to hug, but there was people hugging because it's kind of like, fucking hell, we've just sat there for 10 days and then you was laughing at people who were struggling and you was connecting and, you know, you built bonds with people that you sat there and never fucking spoke to. You know, people that you wouldn't even be able to, you know, people don't understand unless you've been through it. You make, you can easily make a bond with somebody that you've never spoken to. And um, that's what happened there. Uh, so, you know, and I, and I remember the day that we left. So after that, you everybody has to clean up. Uh, everybody has to clean. So the people that volunteer to serve us while we're there and, and make that experience um, amazing, they don't do anything. We clean. And so after we clean the whole place, because it's got to get ready for the next group of people that will arrive in um, 10, 10 days time. After that's done, uh, we all went, some of us went for something to eat. And I swear to God, there was like five of us. We'd been for something to eat. And um, as we looked up, this feather come floating down on, on my life. Believe it. I shit you not. Believe it if you want to. Don't believe it. But it happened. Uh, so, yeah. So after that, I'd been there for 10 days. After that, it's when I was living in um, a hostel um, after that, I came back and I was in the hostel for like two days and I thought, I I've got to go back. I don't want to be here. I've got to go back. These are my people. I've found my fucking tribe. Um, so I booked to go back. And I went and volunteered in Stone Market. What, I did, what it teaches you to do is not be connected to anything. So um, with me being a creative, I've got an addictive personality. What I didn't want to happen was, is I go back there and think that this place is mine. Um, I'm entitled to this place. Um, I know because I've been here before. So I went to Stone Market 
Um, and I had an amazing time. Uh, I learned a lot about myself as a kitchen manager. Um, I learned a lot about myself. You learned, uh, you learn a lot about how you manage, how you um, interact with people. I learned a lot about how I managed my staff in my last business. Um, so yeah, and then, and then I was going to go back over Christmas and it never happened. Um, then January, I was feeling a little bit down. So I thought, you know what? I've seen a little, a little bit down. I think I was being a little bit self-centered or I felt like I was. I'm not sure what the case may be. Maybe a bit of both. And I thought I need to go and serve. So I um, booked on for Ireland. Went to Ireland. A most amazing experience. I took the ferry because um, I missed the ship. So I took the ferry, uh, and also because I've never been on a ferry before, and 2008 was about doing things that I'd never done before. So I took the ferry, um, a great experience, gets there, I had the most amazing time. The people there were absolutely amazing. Talk about laugh. Now, I'm a firm believer that if I'm in a fucking shitty move, make me laugh. Make me laugh. It raises your vibration. So um, anyway... I had a fantastic time, met this, met two amazing women, um, one being Chanel and Neve. we shared a room, we had our ups and downs, because, you know, we're still, we might not be meditating for 11 hours a day, but we are still meditating, and, you know, shit from your past, whatever, it's coming up, um, and you've got to deal with it, You've got to deal with it. It's like, but this time I was more prepared for it because in Stone Market, I wasn't prepared for it. I had, um, oh yeah, in Stone Market, I had a girl accuse me of some stuff and, oh, it was um, it was horrendous. It was absolutely horrendous for me because I never went there for that. I thought that we'd all be all budded-like and peace and love and let's help everybody. Let's make it perfect for the people that are meditating. Let's make sure, and it just wasn't that and that oh boy I tell you what <sighs> yeah that tested me to the extreme like proper tested me I learned about myself that when I become frustrated I cry because what this girl was saying that I said I was just like but I never fucking said it. It was like a proper, I know people tell white lies, but this was a barefaced fucking lie. So, um, so yeah, that was um, quite interesting. But anyway, I got through it and um, we spoke and we spoke since and obviously they called them, um, what do they call them now? Sankaras, they call Sankaras. When um, stuff comes up from your past that you haven't dealt with, the call Sankara, so they're almost like ghosts. Your ghosts are leaving your body. That's what it is. And it was, I don't know what her ghosts were, but I'm not saying that I didn't have any Sankaras. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that when you're faced with somebody else's, it, it can be quite traumatic. Well, it was for me. It was traumatic for me at the time. I was just like... But she's fucking lying. I never said it. Um, so, yeah. But it's the most... And the reason why I think I'm talking about it because I think I want to... I don't think. I know I want to go back. Um, I want to go and sit 
I should have gone to France in June, but I was doing some stuff with property. So um, I had to kind of make the decision of where I wanted to be. And obviously, this is my new vocation. So obviously, this is um, takes priority. But um, I think I want to, I not think, I'm going back. Yeah, I'm going back and um I want to um I want to go and sit for ten days. Um I wanna go I was supposed to go to France and sit. I think I want I think I keep saying I think I'm not thinking, I know. I want to go and sit in France or in another hot country. It can't be cold. It can't. But I, w- I would like to do it for Christmas, mm-hmm. I think. Um, maybe Jitem and I could possibly do that together. Uh, I'm not sure whether how comfortable I feel like I keep saying about... Because it's a very personable thing. And the one thing I found myself doing when um, I was with my brother was I was constantly looking over when he should have been there mm-hmm. to make sure that he was there. So I... Uh, yeah... I I just felt like um I just felt like you know it's a personable thing it might be something that she has to do on her own but we'll see we'll see but I would like to um go away for 10 days and sit in silence and just zone out from everything so if you get the chance to go um go you will enjoy it. Don't give up. Persevere. You'll get through it. You know, it's hard. It's not easy, but you'll have the best night's sleep. I had the best night's sleep ever. It's hard. It's not easy. I even, after doing it, wanted to go and live at Vipassana. That's how much. That's that's how amazing it was for me. It's not like that for everyone. Everybody doesn't get the same benefits out of it, but I did, and I loved it. So, yeah, if you get the chance to go, go. Um, www.vipassanameditation.co.uk. Go, go, go. Um, So this is Selena um, recording episode nine of Being Perfectly Imperfect. And I will see you next week. Ciao for now.